0: Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. We are the official Musty Creative Podcast for the Musty Creative out there. And we are musty because (laughs) we have been working too hard. And we haven't even been taking any showers. See, now the intro's back. See, it's all good. (laughs) It's all good. My name is Jesus Nolan. I am the host. And I am joined by my lovely co-host,
1: Michelle.
0: Yes, Michelle and her that was, lovely. That
1: was a horrible. Yeah, that wasn't as good as what you were doing earlier. Michelle.
0: No, but okay. Do do, do one of your British things. Oh, I don't
1: know.
0: Like I.
1: What's all this then?
0: What's all this on the ship, eh?
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: Hello, puppet. <laughs> I like to do this—the little creepy guy from Pirates, like.
1: No. Hello,
0: puppet. I'm so creepy. <laughs> Let's not do that. Anyways, this show is not about creepiness. This show is about positive creativity, where we look at uh, different articles from the industry of entertainment. But it doesn't have to be just entertainment, but creativity all together. And we also have our opinions, and then we talk about a side project that one of us is working on. Hint, hint, today's project will not be mine. So that's for, gonna the be first great. for the first time so far in our, our lovely show. For the
1: first time in forever.
0: What movie is that from?
1: Frozen.
0: Oh yeah. It is frozen. I just, I just why I almost are you forgot. You're all, uh, I I'm wasn't confident sure. there. So we're gonna just get into the one of our first topics here for the show. It's gonna be about working too hard. And now we say that as musties, our musties out there, hey. Hi. We say that we're working too hard. That's why we're musty. We haven't even been able to take a shower. But there is even a a limit beyond that.
1: <laughs> beyond, the must. beyond the musty. Beyond the musty. It's
0: it's called the the realm of filth. Uh. Where it's been so bad that you can't even go and you know, get your laundry done, right? If you're that busy as a musty creative, and let's say maybe you're rich enough where you have hired help to do that for you. But if you're not, if you're like us and you got to do your own laundry and you're too busy because you're working too hard, that's too much. And speaking of which, this is kind of what we're going to talk about. I'll have a link to the show notes, but Jason Schreier from kotaku.com wrote a wonderful article uh, called Inside Rockstar Games, Culture of Crunch. Now, we're talking about positive creativity here. So I want to preface this by saying that Rockstar makes some really great games. I'm really looking forward to playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. But a couple weeks ago, uh, one of their like founders or CEOs or presidents uh, was actually uh, Sam Hauser, one of the co-founders of Rockstar and a creative lead on Red Dead Redemption 2. He actually, like... He was you know, boastful about the fact that uh, him and his team had put in 100 hour work weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that sounds awful. Now, i actually.
1: <laughs> there's I'm, that many hours in a week.
0: Yeah, I know, right? No, <laughs> so there's actually like 168 hours in a, in a week. Oh my God. Right? So they did 100 hours.
1: That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, if you don't know anything about the games industry, this is not something that's new. Yeah, this is actually like I have, you know, people in the industry. You know, I'm, I'm kind of cool, kind of connected.
1: You have people.
0: I have some people or, you know, people. I know some people and <laughs> and they've confided and told me that they've done 80 hour work weeks. And I thought, whoa, that's
1: pretty bad. Too. That's pretty
0: bad. But it's a video games industry, right? So you're supposed mm-hmm. to make lots of money on that end. Nah, not really. Most of the time they get underpaid. So, anyways, Jason Schreier goes in like great, great detail. It's a really long article, so I will, <laughs> I will put this in the show notes. But, but essentially, he's just detailing um, the opportunities that Kotako himself uh, and other outlets have gotten uh, information from, you know, current and former uh, developers from Rockstar uh, to talk about the conditions in the workplace now. Yeah, Michelle, you're 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 getting ready to go pro, right? You kind of already mm-hmm. are pro. You're like semi pro, mm-hmm. but you're about ready to get pro. Well, what is this? How do you feel about this? Because film sets production is not any. I I think it's it's pretty bad, or maybe even worse than than the video games industry, right?
1: Mm, well, I think it's about the same, probably hour wise, but it's. It's really bad, like especially when there's a lot of money riding on whatever project you're working on. True. True. And then they have these specific deadlines that they're contracted to finish, whatever it is by, and so that often causes tons and tons of overtime. And it's it's interesting though, because there's like certain if you have certain contracts that you sign before you start like especially for um union people for like actors and stuff like that like they they're required to get a certain amount of time off in between shooting days so um i think you need at least 12 hours in between shoots okay so there's like there's certain rules that apply to certain people but f- especially for like the um the post production people that's usually i think what gets a lot of overtime cuz yeah. they're they're pushing to finish the edit and there's a lot of like um readjusting like, and and re-recording and all that stuff that they need to do and so cover ups
0: for mistakes
1: and CGI and a all C- that
0: and now with CGI yeah. exactly exactly yeah i i completely agree i think i definitely think the a lot of abuse would definitely happen on the post-production it's, side. It's
1: mostly the crew that suffers, I think.
0: Yeah, but I, and that's what I was mentioning, too, the, the, the production crew as well, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the three stages of film. There's pre-production, production, and post. Mm-hmm. I think pre-production is probably like, that's why I, I want to be in pre. It's
1: the most relaxed. <laughs> well,
0: I wouldn't say relaxed because there is a lot of pressure to create a great screenplay. Yeah. But I think, like, if you're going to crunch, I would crunch in pre- because, well, you're just having fun creating the world and, you know, getting the locations, picking the actors, getting the director, all that set up.
1: It's work, though.
0: It's, it's, a, it's hard work. I'm not trying. Mm-hmm. Not any, anyone in pre-production, I'm not saying what you're doing is not work. I'm just saying the pressure of like, OK, let's film this thing and let's finish this thing and get it out the door. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that that helps personally for me.
1: Well, the pressure like. I feel like the pressure just builds up over, throughout that period like from pre to production to post it's like the pressure just keeps building because you're like working closer and closer towards the deadline unless everything goes really
0: smoothly but that rarely happens in a creative project though yeah okay so from this article from Kotaku it says here two Sundays ago a glowing article in New York magazine about the making of Red Dead Redemption 2 ignited controversy thanks to quote Left unexam- unexamined and unexplained in which Dan Hauser, one of the co-founders of Red Dead Redemption uh, or of Rockstar and then Red Dead Redemption 2 as a creative lead, uh, described working 100-hour weeks to get the game out the door. The following Monday, Hauser said in an emailed ma- uh, statement to Kotaku that he was only referring to the writing team and only for a period of three weeks. On uh, Wednesday, uh, And so I just want to stop there. So he said he was kind of like glowing about it. And then he's like, no, just a writing team. I'm going to say right now <laughs> that that is malarkey. <laughs> All right. As a programmer, as a, as a software developer, that's complete malarkey. It's the writing team has, has to do hundred hour work weeks and nobody else. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's a video game. Like the art team suffers and, and the, the programming team suffers. It, it's, they, they have to get stuff right and they have to make sure the code is correct. Like, For the writing team, like you write a story and to write a good story, yes, but like, like after that, you're you're done. Like you're you may be like, okay, we gotta fix some things here. No, I'm sorry. As a programmer, they're getting the brunt of this crazy crunch (laughs) time. I don't I don't want to hear it's just the writing team. I just think that's just malarkey. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that the writing team isn't doing crunch, but I'm definitely gonna call malarkey on it's just the writing team. Well,
1: I mean, one thing that they mentioned in the article was that the art director i don't know if that was that's correct but the whoever was in charge of like the finished look of the movie portions of the game yeah they were like oh well i want to add Black bars to the top and bottom. Did you read that part?
0: Yeah, it's at the very beginning.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, well, but you can't just like add a change like that to every movie sequence and then expect everything to just run smoothly. Like, there's, they had to redo everything just to make it work for that one thing. And
0: guess who has to do that? Post production programmers i'm just saying cutscenes, right so because that's not like something where they actually go into the red dead redemption world and like oh let's let's set up a camera here and get the shot and put black Mm -hmm. bars on it no like that's an in-engine shot Mm -hmm. so you have to like you know tell your engine crew slash programmer slash gameplay designer slash whatever uh or gameplay programmers, hey, we want black bars and everything. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is crazy. <sighs> so, anyways, um, one thing I this is what I will respect out of Rockstar. Now, Rockstar is a games maker and they're also a publisher. I think they're also publishing this game. Mm-hmm. Um, they also lifted the company's social media policy and allowed employees to share thoughts on their own experiences with Crunch. And then, even later on, they actually say, hey, we have data about the hours that were recorded. Again, Being in a software development workspace, I've been working in in the industry for almost seven years now, Um, not in video games per se, but in in different shops, like your hours get recorded, especially if you're on salary, as eight hours a day. But that's not actually how many hours you're there and how many hours you're actually working. Mm -hmm. Plus, I know from personal experience that especially with things like Slack and and, uh, email on your mobile device... And Skype, you're gonna get hit up for calls at eleven p.m. I've done calls <laughs> at one a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I business calls, and I have to be coherent. I have to be like, you know, able to give a conversation. Yeah. So you know, again, malarkey, uh on some of this stuff, but I do give props to Rockstar on a positive note. I give <laughs> props to Rockstar for allowing their their employees to talk about this. Yeah. So here's the thing: is it because I saw a lot of this, a lot of the controversy on Twitter where there are a lot of people saying that, you know, things like this is wrong and I believe it is wrong, but I heard some things on the two extremes. One extreme was nobody should work more than 40 hours a week. And then I heard some people say like, you know, people don't understand like it's hard work and if you don't know what hard work is, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you, you're not going to make anything valuable. And even though that sounds a little ridiculous, it's act- I feel like that's somewhat true. You got to put some time in.
1: Yeah, but I think um, one thing that um, the article was talking about was the varying types of people that work for rockstar and how mental health played a role in it for some people so it depends on the person it's not just like everybody can handle the same workload because some people get stressed easier than others yeah or some people just need more sleep than others to like function properly so it's not just um a matter of like what's the best work method for the business but it's like what how does each person individually react to the workload that they're given and how does the company respond to that because you it's tough but like at the same time i feel like there should be some sort of compromise for the way that people can handle the workload because if you're totally burning out all of your employees it's they're not going to be good for anything But I think if you take into consideration, like, okay, they've been getting, like, very easily stressed. Like, if they are, like, really good employees, but they just need, like, maybe a little extra time off instead of pushing them so hard, then maybe you would get a better finished product if you allowed that. Okay. But then you'd have to take into account the deadline and everything. maybe just start sooner (laughs) instead of like yeah
0: it's just it's hard because i've I've worked on a number of creative projects side projects and professional and even if you allot time like there's always going to be something that comes up i i do think but what do you mean like um for instance like you know working on lip pen it's like oh we have everything working and then like back in june we get this, like, Google bug where it's like, oh, we're not going to access your data, even yeah. though the code hasn't changed of accessing your data. Mm-hmm. It's like something always happens. But, like, again, let's get some perspective here. Um, here here's an interesting tweet uh, from at IvaGirl8. She says uh, in replying to or tweeting back at the article posted on Twitter, I've experienced this firsthand, worked insanely hard for months at a AAA studio, but left for other opportunities was not included in credits. I'm trying to find out why, and no one has given me answers. It hurts. Right. And that's the other thing that really like got to me is that before this announcement with, uh, with rockstar and the crunch that was going on there, there was actually another, um, big hit in the news for the games industry. And that was actually the closure of telltale telltale games. Um, A couple weeks or actually it looks like it was like a back in September. So nearly a month ago, uh, Telltale Games announced that they're shutting down and they fired all their employees and they had no severance pay to give them. Meaning like there was no pay to say, okay, here's some some money so you can transition into your next job Mm -hmm. while you wait for your next job, you know, to get your next job. Yeah. So they literally walked in on a Monday morning and they got fired, (laughs) except for like they kept like a small group of people. Yeah. Um so they could finish like the, the last game that they're working on. Mm-hmm. And for sure like that game there that game studio like a lot of, a lot of, like a lot of video game studios they were doing crunch. And so there's this very interesting tweet um from a from a from a person here at Binky something. <laughs> <laughs> His reply he says I got laid off at Telltale. None of my sleepless nights so I'm pretty sure he's doing crunch or long hours on weekends crunch. Trying to ship a game on time got me severance today. Don't work overtime unless you're paid for it, y'all. Protect your health. Companies don't care about you. Mm-hmm. And that's like my final statement. Like I know we're talking about positive creativity here, <laughs> but you can't we? be. Well, you can't be a positive creative person if you're if you're stuck in this grind. Like after mm-hmm. so long of working and not getting enough sleep, it it really for me it affects my. My mood, it affects my brain activity, it affects my functions at work and physically, too. And physically, and at some point, I'm not even creative, I'm not even useful, Mm -hmm. right? And this last line about companies don't care about you man, I took that to heart. Mm -hmm. I really, really did take that to heart. And I think it's with this, you know, this whole theme with Rockstar and Red Dead Redemption 2, it's another classic case that the founder can go and say, and gloat, like, oh, we're working 100-hour work weeks, man. We're awesome. <laughs> and, like, do you understand that people are losing out on their relationships? They're losing out of time with their kids? Mm-hmm. They're having mental health issues? That's not good for positive creativity.
1: You can't get that time back.
0: You can never get that time back. Unfortunately, the last thing, too, for the games industry is that it's tough because in the games industry you can't it's hard to fight for your job because there is like some hungry you know person wants to be in the video game industry ready to take your position
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and ready to do whatever it takes to keep that position so it's like you're expendable and so video game companies use that as leverage like hey if you don't want to be in the video game industry there's another person waiting right outside the door (sighs) and that's really that's really a shame so Mm -hmm. musties yes work hard and if you can't take a shower, don't, you know, still be musty, but don't become filthy. <laughs> That's the ultimate message here.
1: Filthy musty. <laughs> don't be a
0: filthy big, mus- a filthy big musty. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So um, speaking of a, of a creative doing work, <sighs> Michelle is going to share with us a side project she's been working on or she has worked on.
1: Yes. And well,
0: progress with that.
1: It's sort of. I mean, it's like an ongoing thing work-wise but um I created a short film two years ago
0: yeah yeah
1: wow okay two years ago called she isn't here and it's a short film about mental health um and it's been getting some recognition from film festivals which is really nice so it won um a best actress award yep. at the eclipse film festival and it won which is an
0: international film festival yes mm-hmm. and
1: then it won um, best dramatic short at the sunscreen film festival yep and it's been getting official selections and semi-finalist places in different in other festivals and oh
0: oh, oh okay I'll
1: okay <laughs> and then um, also um this last summer I was contacted by a public television station KQED
0: So not not to be confused with PBS
1: But they are KCET. they're sort of like a branch of PBS yeah. in a way but they um they contacted me asking if I could allow them to add She Isn't Here to season six of their show, Film School Shorts.
0: Yay! Yay! That's awesome. So I was
1: really excited and jumping around the room, squealing and making noise, and it was just really exciting, because I, um, it just felt like confirmation that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and that I'm I'm headed in the right direction, and that I'm putting work into the things that I do. Like, even though I felt like, I mean, there's always things that you can do better when you make films and stuff, and after you make the film, you realize all the mistakes you made. (laughs) But I think that um, there's a lot of growth that I experienced making this film, and I'm proud of the finished product, and I'm really excited that people are recognizing it and thinking that it's a good film as well.
0: Yeah. And Michelle is like at the moment where you know, I want to get to with some of my creative projects, all my creative projects. and i'm I'm sure you musties out there want to get to with yours, is that she finished her project <laughs> and she's now like able to share it with people. And
1: market it
0: and market it, but be able to invoke those those special feelings that creativity gives to all of us, right? when it's when it's done with high quality and good work. and I, I helped on this uh, this film, I was a grip, which is the most exciting job. But, <laughs> but I helped out uh, and to see Michelle work in pre-production to get everything organized. As we talked about a couple episodes before, she had things very well organized in a binder and she um, had all her contacts ready to go. She got her locations early, and she planned out with uh, different you know, organizational sheets about how many shots she was gonna have, at what times was she gonna get, was she gonna get those shots. Um, and so she knew everything she needed to do. So when she got to production, and we got to the first day of filming, it was literally like, we are prepared for this war, we're prepared <laughs> for this battle, we know exactly our plan, we're going to execute it, and we're going to move on. And we got a great crew. Uh, on cinematography, mm-hmm. it was
1: Bryce Vales.
0: Bryce Vales. And we had a number of uh, camera operators.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so they did a great job. Eric. Uh, Eric
1: Hardy. Eric
0: Hardy did a great job. Caesar Saldana. Yep, yep. Jesus Nolan. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> Not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right, no.
0: Anyways, and then, um, and then we had a great script written by Michelle. So she wrote the script as well, uh, produced it, and edited it. Um, Jonathan Bonin gave us the score for it, and also did some editing as well, some color correction, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was a lot of fun, and we had a uh, our actress that won Best Actress,
1: Liz Sandifer. Yeah,
0: so if you're looking for an actress, uh, she's in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, she she does great work.
1: And you know what? That was another thing I was I was just thinking about today too, because um, I it's fun to see the people that you cast in your film going off to do like bigger better things yeah so I was like I was looking at um Zofia she was a child actress in the film she's doing feature films now
0: nice
1: um she's
0: she was really cool yeah so
1: she's doing a lot she's like in like dance competitions and everything so she's like Working <laughs> more than I am, I think.
0: Well oh, I got to challenge her to a dance competition. <laughs> yeah. You know me, I can go get it.
1: <laughs> she might beat you, though. Uh, but no, no, no. then, um, and then also, like, um, I just saw a an Instagram post today of Nick Whalen, who played James. Yep, and I guess yeah. he got a, I don't know if it's a big or small role yet, but he got a role in a TV show.
0: Whoa, which TV show? I don't know yet. Okay. It's
1: very vague, but I, yeah, but it was just cool.
0: Yeah, good for him. Because like
1: I, and then I I hope that my film helps them exposure. get exposure. Yeah, get to the next level. So it's really cool to see other people succeeding.
0: All right, cool. So let's uh, to wrap it up. We'll we'll talk more about She Isn't Here and other films. Which we're, we're you know Michelle's working on some new creative projects that she'll be able to talk about soon when they're ready to go. Um, but for people to find out more information about She Isn't Here. Is there a website that can go to
1: NeoAshling.com. It's not spelled how it sounds. It's N-E-O-A-I-S-L-I-N-G.
0: Dot .com. com. Cool. And uh, this has been the official Musty Creative Podcast. Uh, this is episode number five. Mm. So we're uh, we're continuing to move on. Uh, send us any feedback that you have at twitter.com slash musty creative. Or uh, you can check us out at Anchor. That's the publishing podcasting platform that we're on, anchor.fm slash musty. And uh, just find us on all the podcasting platforms and listen multiple times on different podcasting platforms. It makes us look good. Leave us a review on iTunes. That would be great and lovely. Mm -hmm. And uh, to all our musties out there, we're going to go and take a shower because we've been working too hard.